expectations. Hello and welcome back to season one, episode eleven of Low Expectations. Um, thing, things are not well uh, here for at least myself and Keith, uh, at least in terms of fantasy football. Um, other things are going very well for certain individuals on this podcast, but uh, yeah, most part. <laughs> for the most part but um, i think i'm having a great time but uh yeah in fantasy to quote our our main man joe uh i am not well so you know it's been a week it's been a week lots of things to be uh excited about but uh more excited to just make it through the week and i think uh i think that's kind of where i'm at in terms of fantasy football right now um yeah you you guys know who i am i'm i'm the commish it is Friday, my dudes. I'm joined as always with the, the co-hostess with the mostest, Keith. Yes, we drank beer, uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. And last but not least, our super producer, Philly. Cool. Well, I need to send you. I need to send you the beginning of Automatic. Yes, um, that that's the clip that I want. That's oh. that's the perfect one. Also, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I I went through. I I never got a chance to actually download it and and do it. But I went through the Groovy Tony, and I listened to the section you told me to listen to. And I have no idea why you want that section, but I'll make it for you. It's just, it's just a hard line. Three men weave with the Lord and the devil. Like, oh my God, this is a hard as fuck line. Fair enough. I was trying to explain to Hope just that you imagine, wanted it. Imagine, imagine Jada Kiss doing a three man weave drill in basketball with Jesus and Satan. And he's just three man weaving up the court. Jada Kiss rocking his Tims <laughs> on a basketball court. That's just hard as Satan, fuck. Satan got them little Nas X shoes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just imagine. Philly, uh, goddamn, hard as fuck. Philly, I was expecting your 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 Talladega Bobby, Ricky Bobby one. Your sound bite. Yeah, I um, it's okay. So I got a new soundboard. Well, I'm kind of going in between because some of the ones from the old one I can't find on this one yet. But um, there it is. It <laughs> it's it's complicated. But here we go. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. <laughs> That's just a, I don't know, a superior soundbite in my opinion, especially after the the Vikings lost to the the Lions this week. Um, no, I was trying to rally the troops here, but um, I mean, we could save it. I, we don't really have a spot for it, but we can save it for the conversation. But um, I'm not necessarily a fully on team Fire Mike Zimmer, but I'm also not not on team Fire Mike Zimmer. Uh, it's clear that we have the talent to compete with any team in the league. Um, but at some point. I, my thing, my thing about Mike Zimmer is he's, he's been there for so long though. And it's like, he's gotten to the NFC championship once. And it's like, at some point you just, you just don't got it. You just don't got it, my dude. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, Dalvin cook was out. Maybe, maybe cook makes a difference. Probably makes a difference. We lost Thielen halfway through the game too. Well, and, I mean, I mean, at the end, at the end of the game, the last play is the execution. The last yeah. play is the corner didn't make the play. Well, so, yeah, the, the the Vikings defense let the Lions 
drive like 80 yards in a minute and a half. I think I there's a bigger like the problem tone there. that you're using right now. The Lions. Yeah. Well, they're the Lions are the wrong. best one ten and one team in the league. <laughs> yeah. So some might some might say the best one ten and one team in history. I I would argue that. Here to say it, but some people would. <laughs> I'm not saying they're wrong. We're just saying. <laughs> just but, saying. Um. Well, let's let's we're gonna have kind of a, a unique episode this week. Um, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say we. I wouldn't call it. We have like creative block because I think this is one of our more creative episodes. Um, but well, Keith, let's wait and see how this episode plays out. Well, in theory, and to listen, us, to from us, a, from a creativity standpoint, I think it's our most creative. Um, you know, it's our most off the wall idea. But you know, again, the execution there. I mean, are we going to be? Are we going to be like the Lions on that last drive, or are we going to be like the Vikings? You know, who knows? <laughs> I, I I actually I deserve that one. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, you you literally teed me up for it, like not even thirty seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, I learned. Um, Keith, talk talk me through what we're what we're planning on doing today. Oh man, okay. I get to introduce it. Wow, this is uh this is big. This is kind of your baby. You came up with the name. You came up with the naming mechanism, and I think that's ninety percent of all content. So, well, I mean, listen, you had the idea. You had the idea. So, fellas, we got something special for you today. Uh, one of our favorite ESPN shows, uh, you know, coming up, coming up in our younger days, um, pardon the interruption, our guy, uh, Tony Kornheiser, I don't even remember the other guy. Oh, Mike Wilbon. Wilbon. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely hate Mike Wilbon because he blamed Sean Taylor's death on Sean Taylor. Um, but anyway, uh, pardon the interruption. So if, if you're not familiar with the show, it's a little back and forth kind of debate show. You spend, you know, three, four minutes on each topic and we just uh, get these takes off and get our opinions out there and uh, make some jokes along the way. So um, with that, this week, we present to you a very special edition of Friends and Low Expectations. Pardon the low expectations. Oh, oh I, we should have had a sound. I, I know. We should have thought about that. Yeah. Well, the name itself mm. is... I don't know. It's you know, Chef's pretty, <laughs> It's pretty anticlimactic without a without some kind of soundbite there. We needed the uh, the Moroccan, the uh, the salsa ESPN one again. That one. Oh that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's a primo one. It's a banger. It's an absolute banger. It's uh, it's the Fox Sports. Let's see if I can find it. I guess. That's a banger. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my kids Victor Cruz came up with that theme song. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's jump into this. Um do we wanna go over the uh the topics first or do we wanna do them as they kind of roll? I, I say we just I say we just roll into them. Billy's yeah, yeah. I got us on the timer. All right. You tell us you tell us when we'll and go just for keep it. us uh keep us on track. All right, we're starting. Yep. All right. First one that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk through some some matchups for this week and kind of the we're obviously at the halfway point of week round one of the the fantasy playoffs. Uh, first matchup we have is 
Keith Chief versus formerly known as Head Cow. And man, I think we've talked a lot about uh, Joe and his team's potential. And boy, howdy, did they show up uh, this week, you, Keith? You hate, to see, you hate to see his potential coming together right now. And, but we said last week, I said last week, probably the most dangerous team uh, heading into the toilet bowl. Um, if, if I had to pick somebody to win the toilet bowl, win the toilet bowl, uh, it was Joe. So, um, you know, my, my Keith Stradamus curse comes out here, strikes again, um, and I'm down big. And again, to quote Joe, uh, we are not well. Yeah, I mean, talk about huge games, right? Huge game from, from Kittle, uh, like almost 40 points, right? 30 and a half. 38. Unreal. I mean, 39.6. You can blame that on blame that on Debo not playing, right? Because you knew he was going to absorb a lot of those target shares. Um, did he, he started Elijah Mitchell, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, but but the well, other big the other big name there is Justin Jefferson. It was, it was almost exclusively Jefferson and Kittle. If they yeah. both hit their projections, um, this is significantly closer. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, and I then you have projected uh, like eight or nineteen, and then I mean, Kittle projected like fourteen. Jake Elliott would have outscored pretty much everyone on your team, other than other Godwin than and and barely and Lamar barely. Uh, yeah. So, like, when you're he started, up he started points. three running backs: yeah. Zeke, James Conner, and Elijah Mitchell, and none of them were the top performing running back on his team. Josh Jacobs was. Yeah, and he's sitting on the bench. Which we, is I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been for for weeks and weeks and weeks. We've been saying that if Joe's team could get healthy, you know, they were they were you know one of the most complete teams in the league. Back when we did the mm-hmm. the you know mid season report, it was well. Joe doesn't really need to add anything because his team's pretty complete. The the problem for him is his team didn't get healthy until uh, the first round. The the, the, the good thing for him is that he's probably not going to end up in a Waffle House for 24 hours. So it's fair, and it's crazy because he left points on his bench too. You start Gallup over um, Cooks. You start Josh Jacobs over uh, Zeke. Um, There's more points that could have I mean, come out of this. this. I, I didn't even have any like points left on the bench. Like I could have started Taysom Hill, but that's two and a half, three points difference, you know? So, yeah. you know, you, you did the best with what you could, you know, you know 103 to 165 as opposed to 101. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup moving forward. No, it's um, not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> at least for not Joe. Matchup. <laughs> If I had to predict it right now, uh, Joe, first of all, I'll just say GG's. Um, Congratulations on advancing to the final of the toilet bowl. Uh, If I had to predict it right now, he's going to win by 87. Wow. I'm going to say 87. He'll extend his lead an additional, what, 22, 23 points? Yeah, I can see it. Um, I like Jefferson this week. There's that football against the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and we'll we'll talk about this some more. But I mean, God, he just ate up all of Thielen's targets. And if that's the case uh, next week, my lord, <clears throat> he's really did it all this week. I mean, Justin Jefferson attempted a pass. He had a he had a carry, and then eleven receptions. Like that's yeah, for 182 yards. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, if I'm the Vikings, um, and, you know, hey, Philly, if you want to, like, you know, get on the phone with Mike Zimmer, if I'm the Vikings, I just use Justin Jefferson like Percy Harvin this week. I just give him all the touches. If, if Dalvin Cook misses another week, just give him all the touches, you know? Mike, I mean, you hear that? You hear that? Yeah, run on like Percy. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I let him know. I, let him I mean, know. Madison. I mean, Madison had a good week too. It's not like Madison had a bad week for, uh, for Minnesota. No. Um, he filled in nicely. He put up like I want to say eighteen points. Does that sound right? Yeah, twenty-one. Like a touchdown. Yeah, he put up twenty-one points. He had twenty-two carries, ninety yards, a touchdown. I mean, well, we're going to talk about that later on. But yeah, I mean, yikes! Listen, there's hope for you, Kiefer. All your best players didn't play well i would argue that your worst receiver is chris godwin as far as like consistency and putting up points and he scored the most your best players amari cooper travis kelsey lamar jackson um you had daryl henderson on the bench um i mean you get all those guys back and have good games out of them and i think i mean all you need is like joe had this week two guys to go and you're there so that's the alarm by just saying tell me you haven't seen my last five matchups without telling me you haven't seen my last five matchups listen i am trying to help you have hey, a positive attitude okay shut the fuck up well <laughs> speaking of uh let's keep this thing rolling let's talk about race to beat you versus shark in the water um this one did not go how i expected it to go to be completely honest um I expected Gino to Huh? Tell me what you mean by that. I expected Gino to put up significantly more points. Joe Mixon had a bad week, and I can't I'm not surprised about AJ Green. Um obviously Hunter Henry not being able to I mean the Patriots attempted three passes on Monday. Uh I think one or two was completed. Um so like it was just a I think I was expecting Gino to probably put up like close to, to 130, 140 points. And then uh, obviously uh, Austin with a great waiver find and Devonta Freeman this week, putting up 20 points. Uh, Renfro has been a target machine, reception machine. Um, but yeah, and like I said, I was, I was expecting uh, Gino to put up significantly more points. I think Mixon getting hurt didn't help, but he had a kind of a bad week. I don't know. I kind of expected this one to be, close i expected it to be higher scoring so i expected it to be tight mm-hmm. but if if you if you know if i had to like predict it going into it i'd have guessed it to be like 135 to 140 or you know 138 to 141 something like that yeah. I don't guess, uh, higher scoring for sure but also just closer yeah um, i thought the uh i thought the lack of running backs was gonna be uh austin's downfall this week but like i said that gem of a find in Devonta freeman this week yeah, that that's definitely at the moment keeping him in it. Obviously, Cooper Cup is still doing Cooper Cup stuff. Um, Hunter Renfro, yeah, you touched on it. I mean, Hunter it, Renfro, it, sneaky, really sneaky, good season right now. I mean, dude, Hunter Renfro is currently the twentieth ranked PPR wide receiver. It's crazy. I, I mean, I just would not have guessed that since he, his bye week, he has target, turned it on. Yeah, he's just been a target monster. I mean, four of the last five weeks, he's had nine plus targets um he's just playing really well but yeah i mean he's got uh, he's got year deandre swift uh missed this game um aj Dillon for the packers on a bye who uh which last week with aaron jones back in the rotation aj Dillon still out snapped him 
which I think is interesting moving forward. I don't know if that um, if that's anything to look into moving forward, but um, I thought that was certainly interesting. Is Aaron Jones? Yeah, I think they were. I think they were. Was his name Darnell Henderson? Daryl Henderson? Darnell? My running back. So yeah. racist. Why it's. I don't know if there's a D in there or not, or an R, N, huh? Darnell. Are you talking about the Rams running back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl Henderson. Daryl. So I think it's a similar situation that the Packers went into. I think Jones was healthy enough to play, but they had a bye week coming up. No, no point in playing him if he's you know not a hundred percent. So they he just let him. Aaron hmm? Jones did play. That was the difference. No, no, yeah, no, he did. But I think I think they were in a they limited a snap count so that. Like there's less of a chance that he gets hurt. Dylan's been productive, so why not let the man go to work? So I, I like I said, I like that one. Um, I'm kind of surprised Gino didn't start um, uh, Hopkins over AJ Green. I guess I can understand because he's come back from injury. He only had two targets though. I mean, it wouldn't have really made much of a difference, you yeah. know. He starts him. I mean, nine extra points. Yeah. Hopkins was uh Hopkins was um uh, questionable until almost till the game started. Like they were yeah. they weren't sure he didn't go out for like pregame warm-ups. So they he only sure played twenty five percent of the snaps too. So it, the interesting thing is to your to y'all's point earlier on is you know, I think I imagine this is gonna stay pretty close because both of these teams are getting back some studs next week, yeah. either from injury or from buy. Um yep. so you add in a, if you get a DeAndre Swift back, um you get AJ yeah, Dillon. Um, and then on the other side, Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you're you're looking at some some firepower coming back to both teams that will keep both of them in the hunt. So that's going to be, if I had to guess, it's going to be the closest matchup we're going to see this this week. Yeah. No, this one is definitely going to deliver some excitement here in this this second week. Um, I mean, if I'm given if I'm given a bold prediction, I like uh, I like DeAndre Swift coming back. I think he might have a pop off game. I, I like uh, I like I like uh, Austin here to cover the difference despite uh despite Gino getting Devontae look at and that timing gonna be starting DeAndre Hopkins as well so all right well let's talk about my matchup um Gooch is loose versus bad mother Tucker I'd like to start by saying uh this is a case of me beating myself on a again um so that 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 coming into play um tinkering injuries a blizzard these are all bad omens and i i don't i don't know what what's going on but uh they come in threes so all three of them hit um uh, on this week and yeah like i said no, nothing the scenes and they're very tough yeah no they, they're, they're both very... both of us left points on our bench obviously i left more on my bench than uh the loose gooch did um and things aren't going to get better next week for me uh, Aaron Jones will be back next week. Uh, hope, hopefully, or most likely, a hundred percent. Nick Chubb will be back uh, off a of bye, and uh, they're going to continue to, you know, work him like a dog because uh, uh, Baker Mayfield is not a hundred percent. Debo is probably fifty-fifty on if he's playing this week. Um, if Debo's back, he's like the X factor. You know, he he can do it all. So that's got me uh, got me nervous. So we're going to see what happens. I've got, I predict myself to lose, but you know, this is a uh, low expectations. Anything can happen. I say, give yourself some credit. The only, I mean, looking at your bench, the only people that really scored any points were David Montgomery and Mike Williams and Mike Williams has been a bum for the past 
five I, weeks. I had Gronk too. He put up twenty, almost twenty-two uh, points. Well, yeah, but but uh, Gronk. I mean, Gronk coming off the injury, or you have a uh, if you had anybody else really. But Mark Andrews is uh, a guy that you can't really take out. No, he's been um, the number two wide receiver or tight yeah. end in the. And know. then and then you don't you would never know that Thielen's gonna you know break his ankle in the first couple minutes of the game. So dude, that's that's happened to me twice now. Thielen and uh, Chase Edmonds. Both the of only, them. The only real thing I fault you on, or I'd say, um, yeah, it's the Mark Ingram pick. It's yeah. the Mark Ingram. It's the Mark yeah. Ingram start. And Kiefer told me not to start him too. That's the part we, we I, talked about. It. I was he he asked me uh, Ingram or Montgomery, and I said I don't really like either one of those. And so I was like with with Jason Hill. I said I think their offense is gonna <laughs> it's gonna look a lot different. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Montgomery, but I don't really like either one of them. And Montgomery ends up delivering a gem. But, yeah, you uh, told me to start. You told me to start Mike Williams um, over yeah. Elijah Moore. You told me to start Mike Williams over Elijah Moore. I'm kind of glad I didn't listen to you on that. I'm listening to you on that one, um, just because Elijah Moore had a pretty good game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we only got you four extra points, but yeah. Still, he's he's looking good. I like Elijah Moore a lot. Um, now Corey Davis is out. If you want to pick him up, Keith, Carl might drop him. <laughs> He's Carl, Carl, knowing Carl, he'll drop him on like the last week. Oh, he already dropped him actually. He dropped him last week, didn't he? I don't remember. Uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure he dropped him. I'm pretty sure Corey Davis is available because he texted me and was like, "Ooh, wait till you see who comes available." And I was like, "It's gonna be Corey fucking Davis." <laughs> he is, but he's on the IR. So if you want to get him, pick him up for a keeper pick. Rest and rip. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Dude can't stay healthy. But no, I so think, the, I think the question. This is right. here going into the second week where, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're going to need some help. You're going to need him to, you're going to need Mo to, um, you know, get him to catch himself a bad case of the tinkers. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think you and I are on a collision course for the, uh, for the, the right, for the, I don't know if you want to call it a privilege, but <laughs> <laughs> for a, uh, for a, a long stay in Waffle House. So. Yeah. I need, I need, uh, I need your quarterback actually to start playing better because, uh, obviously having Marquise Brown and uh, Mark Andrews, they live and die by uh, Lamar's quarterback play, and uh, his quarterback play has been it's been kind of unlike himself the past. It's really been so, it's been like he had that that pop off week back in like mm-hmm. week five where he threw for like four hundred yards. Yeah. Every week since then, he's just been like regular old Lamar, where he's like 200 yards, a touchdown, a pick, and yeah. like rushing yards. And, um, you know, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'm like I said, winning Lamar Jackson in fantasy is an absolute roller coaster, fellas. I'll Dude, that's been it. like, that's been like Josh Allen for me. He's been consistent up until like the past few weeks, and it's just been. Well, I mean, you get them, you're going to get them down in Tampa Bay. So the, the question there is obviously going to be how good is Tampa Bay's defense going to play him, but, um, but he's not, in, he's not in a tundra. He's not in a no, 40 mile an hour wins. So well, I mean, here, here, here's the trade off there. He's going to be playing in significantly better weather, obviously, but um, Tampa Bay is starting to get their defensive backs back. Uh, Murphy Bunting is back in the lineup. Carlton Davis back in the lineup. Jamel Dean back in the lineup. The run defense is exceptional. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Well, they haven't been able to run the ball well all year. So he's going to have to throw the ball. And, you know, hey, if he can find a rhythm with 
uh, digs and knocks and get just enough out of the run game where they buy on the play action, he could have a good game. But if if Hurts is healthy, obviously we talked about this last week. You're, I, I'm starting Hurts. Well, Hurts yeah. is on a Hurts is on a buy, so Josh Allen is my guy. <laughs> okay, so if he can deliver for you. All right, last matchup: Fighting Houseplants versus Zidane. Please. I haven't spent too much time looking at this matchup, to be honest. This one, I, I was very intrigued watching this one because, um, you know, Zidane pleases roster. Um, Fred's roster continues to uh, continues to impress. I mean, 138 points, almost 140 points this week. Solid games. Um, again, the handcuff king uh, on the waivers. He gets Alex Madison's uh, 21 points. Austin Eckler, a pretty solid game, a bit a bit, bit below his average, but a solid game with 17. Um, he got your your uh, your waiver wire ad from a couple weeks ago, Van Jefferson, and he was a very TD dependent guy, and he got him he got him the TD. So, <laughs> I think the real here that's paying off for him is is Javante Williams. I mean, yeah. he's fully assuming control of that backfield. Um, had just an absolute monster game over 100 yards rushing um his catches almost 80 yards receiving um and so he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy who is probably gonna be a first or second round running back next year i would imagine that the broncos are probably gonna move on from melvin gordon um with him developing that way and i imagine he's gonna be a very prized pick at running back um, for next year yeah, I was gonna say Melvin Gordon was out this week, so Javante Williams. Eight. I'm interested to see what the production and the the snap share looks like moving forward between the two. Yeah, because obviously Javante Williams has proven that he can be the guy. Um, so if the Broncos are like just a little bit better, um, they could they could really benefit from this. Um, but then you look at the Fern side of things. Um, Fern had a really good game from Tom Brady. Um, really, really good. Another solid game from Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is going to be on bye next week. And so, you know, how, where, where's, where's that extra production is going to come from? Uh, probably going to start Cordero Patterson as your, as your first running back. Um, he's got Dontrell Hilliard. Maybe you go with him. Um, it seems like the Chiefs are still kind of easing Clyde Edwards Alaire back into the rotation. So maybe you go with, uh, with Daryl Williams there. Um, but, where where's that extra production going to come from? Probably looking at Chuba Hubbard here. I'm um, going to have a pretty favorable matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I mean, the Panthers' offense just hasn't really been anything worth mentioning this year. And obviously, Joe Brady just recently lost his job for it. Um, you know, so how much of that is you know Christian McCaffrey's injury? So um, Fern's going to have some real questions to answer this week without Jonathan Taylor. I yeah. Think being the story of this matchup. I was going to say, he's Jonathan Taylor is obviously the best player on his roster. So I'm interested to see where that product, like you said, where that production is going to come from. Um, he's He's been the most consistent player on his team as well. So you have Daryl Williams, who I, I wouldn't trust to play this week. I don't know. It's just hard with the, the, the split there. I, like I said, I think Chubba Hubbard's the right, but the that offense is just awful. Just yeah. really can't get going. So um, unless he hits the waiver wires, I don't know. Maybe Dontrell Hilliard, but 
I don't trust that one really either because he's going to be splitting touches with Deontay Foreman. So, yeah, I mean, and and it's it's even difficult to predict between the two of them because, I mean, they both hit over a hundred yards uh, in their last matchup, um, but I mean, Dontrell Hilliard was really explosive, twelve carries for one hundred and thirty three yards. I mean, averaging over ten yards a carry, that's not really sustainable. Um, Deontay Foreman, I think more carries, more touches, but when they both hit a hundred yards, it's just kind of like, okay, well, you know, if one guy had a decidedly better game, maybe you roll with that guy, but they both had about even matchups in their last game. So um, <clears throat> who's the safe play there? Probably Chuba Hubbard is the safest play, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what he does. It's going to be a real crapshoot. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I, I kind of see, uh, Fred running away, running away with this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that Jonathan Taylor is going to really hurt him. Um, he's got several options at running back. Uh, Fern does, uh, but none of them, to Keeper's point, really stand out to me as somebody you can rely on. You got to. I think it's kind of a Russian roulette there. You pick one and really kind of hope that they pop off uh, for the week, and then the you know the bench isn't looking very very stout either. So. Um, you know, if you get another lackluster performance from Diggs or if Jamar Chase has the big day and it's not T. Higgins, you know, Fern could be looking at some low production. And um, he's, he's been quite the story this, this season. Um, you know, so it'll be um, it'll be really, really interesting to see uh, that kind of fall apart there at the, at the last minute. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's certainly could that. All right. Next topic. We're going to talk about some injuries. Um, I think this was like the first, our first, uh, our first podcast. Uh, we talked about how injuries are really shaping this league. And I think that's kind of been the, the story that's kind of continuing to shape up uh, this week. Uh, there was a lot of big injuries. I felt a big one. Um, Adam Thielen going down on like the, what, third play of the game. Philly, you, you probably know yeah. better than than me yeah so that that's that's a painful one uh that's one's gonna impact we're gonna see ripples kj osborne's probably gonna get more looks we're gonna see more from uh ty conklin uh i think the person who benefits most from this though obviously is still gonna be uh jamar uh jamar justin jefferson um so that one that one's probably gonna hurt the most for me luckily i have some a few options, but man, that's a tough one. He's uh, been really the, the touchdown, pretty touchdown dependent. Um, the guy who's been getting a lot of looks in the red zone on those five yard slants. So, uh, yeah. not great, not great for the brand. Philly, you you had lost you lost a running back this week, potentially. Um, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I I had a running back uh, already already out. Uh, thankfully there's a thing called a bye week that I'm, I'm on right now. So it didn't really, uh, impact me very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Dalvin cook is out. Uh, thankfully we play Thursday. Uh, so he's the, and he's most likely not going to play on Thursday, uh, which also bodes well for Fred who has uh, Madison still, um, you know, well, my concern about, about Dalvin is he's, um, you know, he's getting injured on a, on a pretty 
frequent clip this year. Um, and there's just, I mean, there's no denying that when Dalvin Cook is in the game, he is the best player on the field. I mean, maybe even better than Justin Jefferson. Um, but he's he's electric, but it's just a matter of keeping him healthy. So, um, you know, I, I've quite been quite uh, accustomed to the injury bug this season. Um, you know, thankfully I was able to make it uh, into the playoffs and, uh, you know, it just means more according to Kiefer, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I was able to, to kind of limp in myself into playoffs and I'm hoping these two bye weeks give me some time to heal up. Um, you know, Damian Harris went out last night. I'm hoping that's something long-term. Um, good thing is I have his handcuff uh, and his handcuff has proven to, to be quite complimentary <laughs> uh, when he's out. So uh, everyone else is healing up pretty good. Keenan Allen's out with COVID, but I, I should have him back uh, in time for my for my matchup. So I'm excited there. You know, my wife and I, um, she plays in a couple of leagues that I'm in, and uh, she doesn't really give a shit or pay much attention. Um, that much is obvious. <laughs> she, at least uh, in the league that we're in together. She's actually in this other league. She's eight, or she well, we were eight and two when we played each other. I'm not sure what she's what her record is now, but she's uh, second place in the league behind me. Um, but typically I have to tell her to set her lineup unless she's playing me, which I don't tell her to set her lineup. Um, but she even said to me on Sunday, um, she was checking her lineup and she's like, it seems like everyone's getting injured this year. I was like, oh. yeah, I feel like nearly every player has missed time to injury of some sort, at least every you know major player um, in the league. So it's been, it's been an interesting season. Surprisingly, quarterbacks have stayed relatively healthy, though. Yeah. Um, only a handful of missed time. I mean, Lamar missed a game with an illness. Jalen Hurts missed a game with an ankle injury. Uh, obviously, Russ would probably be the biggest one if I had to take a swing at it. Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone else you guys can think of that missed quarterback that missed a lot of time? No. I mean, obviously, Jameis Winston. Um, but Yeah, poor guy. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily Fitzy got about a week about like <laughs> two minutes into the end of the season yeah to uh i guess a little bit but nothing like not a ton of like season ending injuries for for quarterbacks this year thankfully we had these couple guys on our list but i saw to kind of lead into the next couple people i i saw an article the other day that said um christian McCaffrey is the exact reason why we shouldn't pay running backs um and I was interested to hear y'all's take on that. No, uh, obviously. Think, yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a very valid point. And I think the the the, the what I'm going to reference is uh, Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, uh, because that was the kind of the same instance. Melvin Gordon wanted to be paid. Um, Eckler was next man up, stepped into that role, and has proven that he's an RB one, and wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna cost the Chargers nearly as much as Melvin was asking for. Melvin Gordon goes on to the Broncos. Uh, I wouldn't call him a dud, but he obviously wasn't the Melvin Gordon from a few years ago. So I, I think running backs are not no longer a dime a dozen. Um, and you can really get guys to fill those roles really nicely. I mean, i.e. Ramondre Stevenson uh, for the, the Patriots. I think that's another great example of like Damian Harris goes down next man up with cook goes down Madison, like, you don't have to pay them anymore. I don't think like that, at least that's my take. Keith, what do you, what's your thoughts? I mean, my, my take there, I take a more players 
I take a more player approach. Like I certainly understand from the the business perspective, from like the owner or the organizational perspective of like, yeah, next man up. And most of the time it works out. I think I take it from the player perspective of like, like, yeah, the running back shelf life is so short. So yeah, I'm going to demand that I get paid, um, you know, where, where I can. Um, and so, I mean, like you use the example of Austin Eckler, like Austin Eckler has earned himself a payday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers are going to have to pay him no matter what. So it's either do you pay Melvin Gordon to keep him around two years ago, or do you pay Austin Eckler, you know, next year, the year after, because you're going to have to pay him. You know, yeah. he stepped yeah. up, he played the next man up role, and he delivered. And now it's like, hey, you're going to have to give me a payday. You know, I think that's yeah, I agree. I think, but I think that's where too the the more the guaranteed money is coming into play, because uh, a lot of them. That's why like players are demanding that guaranteed money because they're like yeah, if I do go down, like, I want to make sure that I'm taken care of and you guys aren't going to, you know, kick me to the curb uh, pending an injury or something like that, right? So um, I think you're going to have to see NFL teams start um, retroactively paying players. You know, essentially, when you sign a running back to a contract, um, you know, I almost think, like, you sign this running back to a contract and then you start finding his replacement. You're basically saying thanks for the three or four years that you earned this, right? The three or four years that you were a workhorse for us we're paying you now and in the next couple of years for the work you did back there and we weren't paying you shit. Uh, and now we got to, you know, internally, we got to kind of find that, that backup. You got a Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt at one point, both went down with either injuries or illnesses. And then you've got Darnest Johnson. who's a, you know, undrafted free agent who comes in and just lights it up. So to your point, the depth is there and almost every, I mean, that handcuffs used to not really be that big of a deal. Like, it didn't really matter if you had the handcuff because either the starting starter wasn't going down or the the handcuff wasn't that great. And you just assume they're going to go past. Now, most handcuffs that you have are going to perform for you and probably perform at a decent level. Uh, so it changes the fantasy landscape, but I also think changes the, the front office. Uh, let's go over on that. We can keep going if you want, but. I also think it's for running backs. Like when you're talking about running backs, it's, it's different because the league is so pass happy now. So most teams aren't built to stop the run. So it's a lot easier for a running back now to come into the league or to come into a game as a handcuff and and still have a, a decent game where you're like, Oh yeah, Hey, we don't, you know, we don't need a Kareem Hunt. We don't need a Nick Chubb because Dearness Johnson can come in, but most teams are built to stop the pass now because we're passing sure. 60, 70% of the game nowadays. And, you know, and I would, I would disagree where, um Sam said you know running backs aren't a dime a dozen anymore I think running back the truly elite running backs are even more rare now than they used to be because um most teams are just so pass happy um and so yeah there's only you know there's like three in my opinion there's three truly elite running backs in the league right now and actually I'd really just say two true running backs and that's Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook and one of one of them is often injured with Dalvin Cook and Derek Henry, hopefully this isn't, you know, a sign of things to come, but like you're talking about two truly elite, true running backs. Um, and the rest are, you know, really good, but, you know, Austin Eckler, for instance, is who I would say is the third best running back in the NFL right now. What about Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor's. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good too, but like, you know, a lot of the other running backs in the league now, they, they add their value as pass catchers. Um, especially in the fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I would argue that that's the difference. Now I'd say receivers are a dime a dozen. You'll get, you know, you'll get a dozen, two dozen thousand yard receivers, but you get four or 5,000 yard rushers. Whereas even just 10 years ago, you'd easily see, you know, 12 to 15,000 yard rushers. Um, the way the league has shifted over the years, I think the league is becoming more of like a college spread offense type league. So I would say it's super interesting when you look now. I, I remember to your point, I remember always seeing like the race to who's going to have the most rushing yards. And, you know, by mid season or so, someone's close to a thousand or has broken a thousand. And you hit, you know, sometimes I see the running back numbers. And I'm like, wait, the top rushers only got 800 yards. Like, yeah, right. Like, like, like what on earth? I think what was the like maybe, I think it was three years ago or something where, um, it was, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they only had like 1300 yards. Right. And it, like, you look at the mid two thousands, the, you know, the lead league leader in rushing would have like 1800 yards, like back-to-back years, Ladanian Tomlinson has like 1800 yards. And it's like, okay, that's the benchmark for, you know, big rushing numbers. And now it's just significantly lower. You want to, you guys want to hear a crazy, uh, I mean, I, this will be the last point on this, but, uh, the craziest stat that I, that I saw today. The Eagles have the most rushing yards in the NFL. How many yards? 2,080. Wow. Yeah. Most of those are on the foot of Jalen Hurts, right? I think think as of this week, they've only had one rusher over 100 yards, though. And that was was Miles Sanders last week against the Jets. I think Miles Sanders hit 100 this week as well. That's, that's, That's what I meant, like against the Jets this week. Yeah. He's the wow. he's only done it once though. The Eagles. The, Who would have the, the last last point. Uh, the two best running backs you named in the league, by the way, keeper, to me are the two of the most different running backs. Davin Cook will just juke you out of your shoes and cut on a dime, and Derrick Henry is a literal freight train yeah, going 100 miles an hour down the field. Super interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, we talk a lot about who we want to win uh, things, but now we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about. <laughs> who we don't want to win the league this year. Um, and uh, Philly, I'm going to let you kick it off. Okay. Well, I uh, I got – my pick is kind of a league pick, I think. I'm really happy about this. Um, so, uh, if you haven't figured it out, it's – Coral! Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, decided that, we decided that we had to have somebody different. Uh, just want to clear this out that uh, you probably would have been a unanimous pick. Um, and I think you know why. Uh, Carl texted me while we were both on a bye to kind of shit talk, not really me, but everyone that wasn't on a bye. <laughs> um, so it just, he just doesn't stop. He's an animal. And I respect it. I, I don't want him to hit, think this is coming from anywhere other than a place of love and respect for his game, his shit talking. Uh, he's 10 and 2, right? Like he's, he's, most definitely earned the right to shit talk, whether it's from, from his voodoo doll or wh- however he's gotten to where he's got. Um, I'll be really, really interested to see, uh, you know, where he comes next, but um, nobody wants to, nobody likes the person that's on top, right? And if they're still on top, like no one wants to see a dynasty. Uh, no one wants to see Carl win it twice. No one wanted to see Carl win it last year. Uh, everyone wants to see themselves win it. So I think uh, Carl's definitely earned himself the top spot on this list and it's probably really the only spot i think if everyone had to rank if, if there's a power ranking coaches poll of who we want to win the league the least carl would be at the top oh yeah uh, maybe i'll have the coaches committee vote on that uh, 
It's a great idea. Instead of our, instead of the coaches poll for the the rankings, it'll be coaches poll for uh, who we win. <laughs> I think that's I think that's fair. All right, Keith, what do you got? I'm going. I'm going with Fred here. Um, we had a, we had a lot of fun with Fred on the show last week, and it was a real good time. Um, but I think I think Fred really showed that um, with you know with with his rant last week. I think he really showed that. Um, if he were to win the league, he would just, uh, he'd really be insufferable. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting like shades of Carl here where he's, you know, like a quiet guy, less engaged. Um, he's, uh, Carl's more engaged than Fred in the chats, but, um, you know, just a generally more quiet person um, who, you know, if he had, uh, if he had that, 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 that championship belt to, uh, give him some clout he would probably just never shut the fuck up about it um oh yeah, so yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to forget it i'm picking fred here um i personally was very satisfied to see fred get in and make the playoffs just to make you eat crow um but i think he i think he would just be absolutely insufferable if he were to win it all so um i'm going i'm going with fred here fred love you had had a great time on the show last week but uh i do not want you to win all right, I'm gonna take us home. Um, the person I'm picking, I don't know what I did to anger this person. Apparently, I was shit talking him, uh, but I'm I'm going with Fern. Um, uh, I don't think you have shit Fern, by the way. I have shit talked Fern, but I've never like I've never openly rooted against him. I will shit talk him, but I've never I'm not ever once to be like, oh, I hope Fern loses this week. I'm gonna say like yeah, your team sucks and you lack depth and you got lucky with Cordero Patterson, but I've never once like openly uh, like rooted against him. And uh, so I think that's part of where I'm coming from, from this, but also uh, I think Anthony's got a really, really big head right now uh, with his team on like a eight game win streak or whatever. And uh, I think that would very much carry into if he won. Um, And I, I don't think we would he would let us forget ever uh, that he won this this year, and uh, I think he would probably display the the belt on like a on his mantle or something like that. Unless uh, oh, he for sure would. Unless his significant other vetoed it. Um, Fern definitely gives off like put the belt in a shadow box vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This would be like above his bed. Yeah, I like, I actually I I'm not changing mine from Carl, um, but. I will say it would be terrible for me if Fern won. And we all know why. <laughs> if anything, uh, if anything, the people's, the people's elbow from Kenya. Uh, yeah. You might have been the one that kickstarted this, honestly. I did. I did. Um, I think, I think if, if Fern does win, we can directly blame Philly. There's a correlation. Well, there's... Fred or Fern are going to play me. So uh, just put all your good juju eggs in that basket for me, yeah, please. Yeah, dude, you have, uh, you have some work to do. So um, <laughs> obviously, Kiefer and I can't carry our weight in this, in this, in this conversation. But uh, I'm going to um, play next week to send Sam to the uh, send Sam to Waffle House. I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully uh, uh, not, not, I do not with that. No, no, thank you. First, 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 the plan's all coming together. First, I take your head coach. Second, I send you to Waffle House, just like we drew it up. I'm gonna end that. I don't like it. Ugly. 
All right. For those um, people who know Oregon's head coach, Mario Cristobal, is now the head coach of the University of Miami, and Sam can suck it. For those of you also that don't know, Sam is a University of Oregon fan, and Keith is a Miami Hurricanes fan. So, you sure? That doesn't sound right. Thank huh? you, Philly. Very cool. <laughs> Well, All we right. have we have a fifty-year-old listener, and we have women, so I don't know what they know. <laughs> we hit we hit new demographics. I'm pretty sure the woman is my wife, and I think she knows that I'm a Miami fan. So. Well, we have a fifty-year-old <laughs> fan somewhere. <laughs> we need to find out who this person is. Well, actually, I'm I'm confident in saying it's a man, uh, uh, because the only female listener so far is Morgan. So I'm confident in saying this fifty-year-old is a man. But I just want to know. I want to meet this guy. I want yeah, to, you know, yeah, and, and on the off chance that you listen to a second episode, uh, I want to know what made you listen to the first episode. I think we need to bring him on the show. I think we need to find yeah. this man, bring him on the show, crack some Zoom beers with him. Leave us a review so we know who you are. We'll get in contact. We'll have our people, me, get in contact with your people, you, and get you on the show. Yes. All right. Well, let's get back to our regularly scheduled uh, content. Um, we have talk, want to talk about some keepers. Uh, I think we're going to do this kind of like a lightning round uh, because we have uh, 10 to talk about. We have five minutes. Uh, so we're going to kind of blaze through this. Which one, Philly, I'll let you pick. Which one, do you, who do you want to start with? Um, I want to start with somebody on uh, Kiefer's roster. Interesting. Okay. Um. I have no predilection that he's going to keep <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's most certainly going to try to pedal that for an extra draft pick. Um, but uh, in general, um, and I don't want to ruin your market here, Keith, so I apologize. But, um, uh, you know, with, with McCaffrey being out uh, so often this season and trying to come back and then getting re-injured, you know, how much concern does that cause you in any given year? He's the number one pick. Um, you know, if you're taking a keeper, you know, key, if you have them, you know, realistically, what's a, a good value for that position? Is it a one number one overall, number two overall, number three overall? Um, you know, or do we think this is a guy that maybe slips to the end of the first round or the next round um, next year? Yeah. I mean, I'll be totally honest. Um, I actually, I picked him up with the intention of keeping him. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to, I mean, I, now obviously there's a lot of time between now and our draft. I, I'm right now at the moment. I mean, it'll, it'll either be him or Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be able to trade my keeper pick like I was able to this year. I just don't think people will go for it. Um, especially just because, uh, Austin, notably, who I traded my keeper pick to, like that, it just ended up backfiring for him. I think we swapped DK for his 10th pick. So uh, I just don't think it'll work this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I picked McCaffrey up with the intention of keeping him. So I think I'm willing to roll dice that, um, that number one, he takes the offseason to get healthy. And number two, that I can still get Travis Kelsey, who I would really like. I was about to say, I'm, I was kind of surprised you didn't lead with Kelsey because we know that tight ends are a premium in a 10-man league. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I would have... That I get a high enough pick that, you know, yeah. people be taking running backs and receivers and I can 
swoop in and grab Travis Kelsey. Kiefer playing the dangerous game for 21-22 already <laughs> um, with, uh, with McCaffrey. All right. Who do we want to talk about next? Uh, Keith, I'll give you the I'll give you the the choice. All right. Well, then keep it on the keep it on on the theme here. I'll go I'll go with your roster here. Um, very. I mean, obviously you're you're probably going to end up keeping Derrick Henry. Um, you're you're going to bank on this injury being kind of a one off. And um, Derrick Henry has been very very durable throughout his career. Um, really hasn't missed any time. Um, and despite just being an absolute workhorse the last three seasons, um, you know, he's he's just been incredibly durable. And I mean, if you've seen if you follow him on uh, social media, you know, his workouts are just absolutely insane. So I personally wouldn't have um, any doubt in my mind that, you know, Derrick Henry is going to come back and be just fine. So um, I, I'm I'm putting I'm pulling out a second mortgage and betting it, uh, that you're keeping Derrick Henry here. Yeah, he's only missed two games over the past five years. So outside of the season, so I mean, it's it's easy. I don't love the rest of my roster, anyways. Um, Josh Allen, maybe, but don't um, like quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are easy, right? Um, Calvin Ridley, if but who knew even knows if he's going to suit up again? So yeah right i mean when calvin ridley like announced he was stepping away from football i was like okay you know maybe this is a two three week thing and now he's been out like what six seven weeks and and no one knows when he's coming back like there's a yeah update update this week and the coach is like haven't heard anything i'll let you know when when i know something you'll know something so um yeah no easy easy one for me well let's let's keep with the theme um let's talk about filster um philly you actually have a lot of really really good options um, yeah yeah if, if i was a betting man which i'm in the state of indiana it's legal to bet here um i would i would say that you're uh kind of like carl in a sense probably going to be a homer probably going to go with with dalvin cook um i think that one like i said you have tons of options which is really nice for you uh but i, I think Dave, having a running back on your roster already that you know is solid is really key in the keeper uh, league. So I could, I, that my pick is going to be, you're taking Dalvin cook. What do you think Keith? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he definitely has a, a uber talented roster, um, but really Dalvin cook is the only one that you, you, you don't want a chance not being able to get back. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, maybe he would be your other your other option as a keeper. Jamar maybe. Chase, maybe I don't know. Jamar Chase or Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray, but I mean, you know, again, receivers—they're just you know, good receivers are very easy to come by in this pass happy league. Good quarterbacks, pretty easy to come by in a pass happy league. Um, good running backs, not so much. So, uh, it, it, plus. If you know Philly, he's going to go homer. That's the reason he took Dalvin Cook in the first place two years ago. It's the reason he kept him last year. He's going to go homer. He's going to keep Cook again. Okay, well, maybe I took Dalvin Cook because he's a good running back. I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, if, he played, if he played for the Raiders, you wouldn't have kept him. Well, I don't trust the Raiders, but sure. Um, <laughs> I rest my case. Um, yeah, I mean, the looking at it now um, – you know, right, right this second, I'm on the fence. Um, I'm certain by the time that August rolls around, 
Um, I'll probably be back fully the Dalvin Cook train. It's it's hard because he's the 19th uh, scoring running back um, this year, uh, but it's mostly based on injury. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as we talked about earlier in the in the episode, it, it's the injury thing for me. I look at keepers as a chance to get two first rounders, especially because we don't um, we don't penalize for taking a keeper in this league. It doesn't take the place of your first round pick. Um, you know, it exists kind of outside of that bubble. So it's really a chance to get two first rounders. And um, so I really look at, you know, in a 10 man league, who would be first round picks next year um, that I could go ahead and get on. And so uh, it's probably Dalvin Cook or or Terry Kill. Uh, Terry Kill's the other person that kind of sneaks up in there. Uh, but I've got the fourth, fifth, uh, fourth score in Terry Kill, the fifth in Jamar Chase, um, the 16th in Keenan Allen, the 12th or 13th and uh, CD lamb. Um, so I've, I've got quite a bit, but to y'all's point, it's, it's, there's two, the two best running backs in the league, according to Kiefer are Derek Henry and Dalvin cook. And so if you've got one of those, it's you're hard pressed to give them up. All right. How much time do we have left on this topic, Philly? I want to make sure we we're, get to everyone. We're, we're good. Okay. Um, you get the pick next. Oh, I meant we were we were done. <laughs> oh, we're done. Yeah, we're, we ran out of time. Okay. We could so we could keep going if we want to, but well, we're out, let's we're out lightning time. round. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a team, and you guys uh, will alternate of picking who who you would keep. Um, Kiefer, looking at Fern's roster, who are you keeping? Looking at Fern, let me go through here. Oh, easy. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, no problem. All right. Philly, talk to me about Gino. Gino. Uh, ooh. Um, I already know who Gino's keeping. We've talked about this. Yeah, he's probably going to keep DeAndre Hopkins. I would probably keep Devontae Adams if I was keeping somebody. Keep um, but, um, I mean, it, the way, again, the way that's set up, it, you got to take somebody. I take Devontae Adams personally. Okay. Perfect. Uh, talk to me about Chark in the Water, Keith. Uh, yeah, he's probably, uh, if I had to pick, um, the, he's probably going to go Cup. If it were me, I'd go Swift. Um, again, I think I think running backs are, good running backs are just harder to come by than good receivers. Um, he'll probably go Cooper Cup. I mean, he's just on an absolute tear. There's no reason not to keep uh, Cooper Cup this year, but um, I would pick DeAndre Swift, so. Cool. Um, Philly, Zidane, please. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, oh, it's a, a tough, tough one for me here. Um, you could go Mahomes. Um, you know, in most years, I would say that's pretty, pretty automatic. If we're going the running back route if, between Eckler and Javante Williams, I kind of sneaky like Javante Williams. I think uh, he's going to he's going to climb up boards and he's going to be a top 10 pick next year. Um, Austin Eckler, you, you can't deny that. Um, but there's a lot of weapons in that passing game. So um, I might sneaky take Jonta Williams. Okay. Um, Gooch is loose, Keith. Um, this one I this one is the one I kind of struggle with. I'm I'm kind of torn between two. Um, and I, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Debo and Nick Chubb here. Um Debo has had a really, really good year. Um, you know, if he's gonna be the focal point of the 49ers offense moving forward, but Nick Chubb, um, 
is just a, he's a fantastic running back. He's been hurt this year. He was his keeper last year. He's been hurt a little bit this year, but I mean, when he plays, he's one of the better running backs. I'd probably say top seven uh, running backs in the NFL. So um, again, this is one of those where if it were me, I'd probably keep Chubb. Um, I think Mo will probably end up keeping Debo because he's just been a monster this year. Fair. And last but not least, uh, Philly, talk to me about a team formerly known as Headcount. Uh, yeah. Um, good, great roster, great roster. Um, oh, man. I, this is a tough one. I would – I lean towards Justin Jefferson or George Kittle. Um, of, of these two, I, I think Jets is, is probably going to be the number two receiver taken next year behind uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, and Zeke hasn't panned out for him this year. So, um, he kept Kittle last year, right? Mm-hmm. Kittle was his keeper. Yeah. So I, I'd say between those two, those are probably the smartest bets and probably the safest bets for Joe. Cool. Well, Kittle, that... just like before we, before we move on, Kittle's really tough for me because. There's no question when he's healthy. In my opinion, he's the best tight end in the NFL. Well, Travis Kelsey is the best receiving tight end. George Kittle is the best all-around tight end. And if he's healthy, he's he's a monster. The problem is he you can't really rely on him health-wise lately. So yeah, I think we missed ride the bus. By the way, did we do? Oh, we hit ride the bus. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's that this one's an easy one for everybody else in the league. It's Alvin Kamara. Uh, if you're if you're anybody but Carl. <laughs> If you're Carl, you're taking Najee Harris. Well, I mean, Carl and I talked about Najee at length all all off season, um, and I mean, he he traded up in the draft to get Najee. He probably didn't need to trade up. I don't think anybody else. But me. he asked me if I was going to take Najee. He said, "I just want to let you know I'm really high on him, and I'm going to I'm going to go up to take him. Go for it." Yeah, yeah, he's going to keep Najee. Full Homer. Uh, oh yeah. He, Rated up to get him in the first place. Now we're going to go into a another special of our special episode. Uh, we had a big race this week in Dallas uh, between Mo and Gino, and we're going to play those clips and uh, just get some hot takes uh, from that. So, Philly, uh, I'll let you roll the clips. Yeah, uh, it's not too late for you to uh, find the timestamp and go to the YouTube to watch these if you've not seen them yet. Okay, we ready? Gio Simeone, Delta Eta. Hello, how are you? Gina, how, how, how do you feel going into this race? I'm going to I'm gonna burn him. I'm going to destroy him. He's wearing fucking chucks. He's wearing... I at least have runners on. He's got running shoes on. You can see Pegasus's running shoes. He's We're prepared. Good. I can't repair it. He's got a dry fit t-shirt on. And some Nike sweatpants. Nike sweatpants. Gino. Nike, just do it. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Gio Simeone, All Delta right. Eta. Maurice, Maurice, you challenged Gino to this to this race. Uh, how how confident are you right now? Man of survival. I don't need confidence to survive. I just live or I die. <laughs> it's a beautiful outcome. If I live, fantastic. If I die, went on a great note. Talk to me about your talk to me about your your race fit. You got a thrift so, shop tee. Got a thrift shop tee, but actually I don't want the wind resistance, so take it out. <laughs> All right. Got my uh, short shorts on with the belt, and I got uh, the Converse, but I got the Nike Elite socks because I'm a Top tier athlete. Those are not Nike elites, but they are okay, Nike. Okay, they are for Mexican poor. <laughs> are you tarped off? Huh? All I right. Don't want the huh? We need to pause it. Pause it. We need to have. Uh, we need to have. <laughs
do breakdown before we go to the race. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Mo is just, just a personality. Mo. <laughs> Mo is a vibe. Mo is a vibe. This entire existence confuses me. So I, I just want I want to I want to visually represent this. So if you're not if you're listening and you're not you haven't got a chance to watch the YouTube or you haven't seen the video, and in some other form, Gino is wearing like like what you would wear to run a five k, right? Not ready for a race. Yes, G- Gino is ready to run the hardest forty yards he's ever run in his life. Mo, uh. <laughs> As in bum couture. Uh, Mo has uh, his signature a five button uh, opening at the neck and this uh, dingy Oxford with uh, uh, what would you call those khaki shorts? They're, and then, no, they were they were like linen shorts. Oh, like linen. Mm-hmm. And then fully laced to the top chucks like he was uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. It was a sight. It was My a sight to behold. Two big takeaways from the interview. Uh, number one, he's wearing fucking chucks. And uh, number two, I don't need the wind resistance. <laughs> takes off his shirt. So he's wearing the shirt. He takes it off. So it, it it's a lot of man. Um, and then Gino. So it, it was really, it was a sight. We're in I the also want of- to point out that he came into this uh, with a very defeatist mindset of, I just have to survive. And it's funny because he's the one who challenged Gino. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he, yeah. And like lo- location-wise, we were in downtown Dallas in the middle of a parking lot. Like, <laughs> if anyone anyone was walking by, driving by, this was at a, at a professional conference, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think I think to that point, Mo is wearing the shirt that he wore that day to the conference and just on shorts. Yes, and Chucks. That 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 is correct. Uh, so okay, do we want to play the the yeah. race, or we just tell them? I mean, you can't. We can, we can play the race clip. Okay. Make people check you check out our YouTube. It's gonna be two dudes grunting, and then you uh, go. Gino has a clear lead, and <laughs> Gino crosses the finish line first. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Gino, but. What what that sound does nothing to tell you is just how close Mo had him. I mean, Gino won. Mo was fucking booking. You got to give that to Mo. He was absolutely booking. That's a lot of man moving a lot of a lot of force in one direction. If he ran into me, there's no way I stand my feet. If we're being honest, it's shades of Aaron Donald. Like that big of a human should not be able to move that quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're watching you're watching the difference like a Derrick Henry. Right, and like a Chris Johnson, yeah, both Tennessee was, greats. But say, if Mo was six eight or six five, he'd probably be built like a fucking unit. Oh yeah, built like <laughs> but, a brick shit house. But unfortunately, he's like five seven on a good day. So <laughs> he puts his uh, his lifts in his shoes. It, yeah. does, it also doesn't look like he's fully worked off those the last Waffle House trip. So now we're going into we're going into the post the post race interview. And I think Mo might have like the best soundbite of the like entire season in this, and it, it broke me. And I'm gonna let it speak for itself, though. It, it, it's I don't want to oversell, but it it might be better than the I am not well. 
it, it's, the, it's the absolute best part of this entire exchange. Pre interview myself. Post interview, it's the best part. It's fucking hysterical. Roll the clip. Once competitors, now friends. How do we? How do we? How do we? How do we? Uh, how do we feel about the race, gentlemen? Call me Jameis Winston. Call me a dove, baby. I could check out when I should have could Once. For those of you who may not be able to hear. I could she good when I should have could chowed. <laughs> I would like uh, I would like to make a motion that Mo has to put that on his headstone when he dies. That might be our that might be our like two divisions next year. I might change it from ball <gasps> to ball salad to could she I definitely I definitely need the source video on this so I can uh, save it. And then clip it, and it's going to be a button. It's going to be a uh, soundbite. We'll make that happen. But yeah, heck of a race. Uh, a lot closer than I thought. Or maybe Gina's just more out of shape than I thought. Um, yeah. It, it was uh, one for the ages. One for the ages. The only thing that would have been better was DK and, uh, and Windex's brother. That would have been a, <laughs> a slightly better matchup. Getting that's, pro athletes. That's, what, that's what we need to go for next year um all right well we're gonna wrap it up we have uh only a few more things to talk about i don't think we need to spend too much time on waffle watch this week keith because uh, uh it's just us just uh yeah yeah uh you and i are definitely on a collision course i'm down by 60 64 going into this last week uh you're down what is it 30 almost 40 yeah we don't have to talk about it but for good measure Maybe. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Oh no, I'm hitting play and it's not going. This is uh this is quite depressing. Oh, it's because I know why. I promise this never happens. You're just I really promise this never happens. You're just really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna play. Something yeah. It, it it logged me out of the whole thing and then just fucking embarrassing! Oh, okay. <sighs> Better late than never. That's what I yeah. always say. There you go. Better late than pregnant. But yeah, no, um, Waffle Watch this week. Very, very straightforward. Keith, Kamish, um, we will be having a potentially a uh, a, a special next week, uh, <laughs> the Waffle Bowl special between us. Uh, that, that could be intriguing, or or who knows, maybe crazier things have happened. So, uh, hoping Joe pulls a, a massive Joe and just you know drops like forty points this week. So all I got to do is when your team shows I mean, up and you. It's, it's it's no short order for me to score a hundred in a week, but if he only scored forty this week, I'd only need a hundred ish. So not impossible, but very improbable. Um, 
very uh and, and then our favorite soundbite um i'm gonna i'm gonna hope hope that philly has it lined up well, waffles are better than pancakes is now my favorite sound very light week uh this week in terms of uh uh mail um we the have two engaged this week a little upset about that yeah two um, they're begging for content in the chat and then they leave it to the boys at the low expectations network to to bring the heat so here we are um philly you you get the distinct honor of picking the the, the mailbag question this week though oh it's a 50 50 it is a 50 50 uh, i'm going to go with commissions mo asked what is the worst state in your own experience Alabama, that's the end of the conversation. We're not having anything further. It's Alabama. So Kamish uh, asked, you get arrested with Keith, Kamish, or Philly. Who are you most likely to get arrested with? And what are you getting arrested for? I, I just, I just, <laughs> just set up something. <laughs> this, is, this is a complete setup. <laughs> Like, this is a hit job. Such a fucking low-hanging fruit. Like, this is a fucking witch hunt. This is a witch pursuit thing. Absolute bullshit. You're with, you're getting with someone. So, Keith, you can't pick yourself. Yeah, so between me and between me and Sam, who are you? Yeah, I mean, um, since I already know what both of you guys are going to say, you assholes. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll come out of left field. <laughs> who knows? I think if we if if I were to get arrested with somebody, it would probably be Sam. Um, just because I feel I mean, we we have done wild shit with both of you. Like Philly and I uh, wandered like a mile and a half down the streets of Bourbon at like two o'clock in the morning in New Orleans, looking for this bar, um, and we were like completely alone. It was actually it was you, me, Scott. And like somebody else, like we easily could have gotten arrested that night. Some shit should have went sideways. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, we should we you should have gotten arrested that night, or you almost got arrested that night. Don't say it. No, no, I'm not gonna say it. But you know what this happened. Is a show, so don't say it. <laughs> Plausible I, deniability. I think, I think Sam. I think if I if if I think I say Sam mostly because you're a dad now. You've got two kids. I think think your wildest days are behind you i don't think sam's wildest days i think his wildest days are behind him but i don't think his wild days are are yet fully behind him i think remember remember i am the irresponsible one in the friend group according to sources (laughs) (laughs) that seems like something we need to unpack later um there's no need to go in in it was just uh yeah, there's there's no need. But we can yeah. talk offline, is what I mean. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, sources, sources do suggest that Sam is a very irresponsible, <laughs> terrible friend. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Um, and what do we get arrested for? Sam likes to run off at the mouth when he gets drunk. When he gets really drunk, he just he Sam just says whatever comes to his mind without a second thought. So 
I get arrested with Sam and it's because he pops off on a cop. Yeah. That's a- I'm probably the reason we're talking to the cop in the first place. But then like Sam something, something changes. Something. And then we get arrested. Interesting. That's actually pretty plausible. No, highly plausible. Sam has said some ridiculous stuff when he gets hammered. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah, he gets a little out of pocket. So yeah, like I said, I, I, I'll be the reason we're talking to the cops in the first place. Um, but then Sam will say something out of pocket and that'll that'll clap the cuffs on. Yeah, that I'd have to be at a like beyond blacked out for that. I have I have great respect for our our uh, our, our men in uniform. <laughs> I'd have to be hammered, and he would have that. He would have had to sit. At, like, it would have to have been something like, you know, I would have probably been defending Keith's honor. That's probably what it would have been. Oh uh, yeah, to be yeah, honest, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, should I go next or should Philly go next? You're in, you're in the cell block, so you got time. So go ahead, figure it out. Okay. So I'm getting arrested with Keith or Philly. Who's it going to be? And then what are we getting arrested for? The easy one is Keith. That's, that's like, you know, low-hanging fruit. Um, I, I would do want to go out of left field i'm gonna pick philly i think i think and and just uh to just to see how good my creative juices are i'm gonna okay. pick philly i'd get arrested with philly and i think ours would be like it would be like a white collar crime i think <laughs> i think we'd be like trying to like i don't know like a get rich quick scheme or like we'd be like you know uh like going door to door selling like broken vacuum cleaners to grandmothers or something like that i don't know We'd be taking advantage of the elderly. It'd be like elderly abuse. That's what would be beginning. <laughs> uh, because I, I think it has I, to be like a, I, I feel like a white car crime. It has to. Wow. You really think highly of me. Well, I'll so, that. Yeah, I mean. Philly, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't think you can top that. Like, within your wildest imagination, I don't think you can top that. No, I was gonna say something respectable. Like we were like, at, like I was, I was gonna pick Sam, and I was gonna say that we were like at a USA Mexico soccer match, and he had one too many, and he took his shirt off and tried to rush the field, and they stopped him, and then got he got in a fight with some Mexican fans. Oh my gosh, no, uh, dude, that is like the scariest thing. I am very well behaved at soccer games because of past experiences at USA Mexico games when I had like aluminum bottles flying past my head because people were throwing stuff terrified so so listen that was a respectful way to say that i was going to get arrested with sam to not throw Kiefer under the bus and sam <laughs> says i'm out here hawking broken vacuum cleaners to betty white it's both of us though you gotta get the uh you gotta get the, uh sound bite every day i'm hustling there you go I just Maybe, like for Maybe. some reason I think of us rolling up in the uh in Uncle Rico's van from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> maybe it's maybe uh, maybe we're running like a pyramid scheme. I could see that. We start a cult. That I could I could very well see that. Low expectations cult. I, I I feel like <laughs> this is gonna sound wild. I I feel like saying that I'm a potential cult leader is a little bit more respectful than saying 
I hawk broken vacuum cleaners to elderly women. You're slinging broken vacuum cleaners? Uh, I've flexed my creative juices. Obviously, it was not received well. <laughs> no, it's fine. You, you were creative. I, was thinking I just at want first, to know where that I, that comes from somewhere. That, I saw something about elder abuse the other day, and so that's kind of what I've been on. But I, my other, my my first. So you thought, saw my face and said, oh, "Yeah." Elder well, I was abuse. like, I was like, we're not going to get arrested for like public indecency. Um, but I also the other one, I kind of pictured us as like a, a breaking bed, like you as Walter White, me as Jesse Pinkman type deal. <laughs> Okay. Like you cooking meth, like. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's saying you're smart. Like yeah, yeah, at least I'm the leader of the of the group, right? Yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of the the, the crafty, uh, crafty middleman. Uh, so I mean, we're not like Dexter type guys, you know. So like, there's worse things. I would just like to say thank you both for you know not picking me and then making like a cocaine reference or something oh, and there it is <laughs> very much appreciate you two for that uh, no actually if i were to get arrested with you here's exactly what would happen like verbatim what would happen it would be you and me at a bar crawl some kind of or just somewhere you know whatever city doesn't matter we're pissed drunk right a bouncer tries to keep you out of the club because you're visibly intoxicated you start mouthing off to them drunk philly goes that's my friend yeah you know what get him Kiefer. yeah fuck that guy up fuck him <laughs> and i start like i'm just like behind you rallying me, and then me and my completely just pure reverence for you and my drunken stupor is like yeah i'm gonna fuck that guy up <laughs> yeah 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 I'm gonna fuck him up. And then the cops come and try to calm us down. And you're a little bit combative. And I'm like, whoa, chill the fuck out. And then, like, but like on the side, I'm like, fuck you, little pig. And then they're like, what'd you say to me? And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And that's how we both get arrested. Yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> or, or if you wanna join me and Sam and sell vacuum cleaners to elderly women. I, I do want to get in on this. Uh, I, I would like to get in on the ground floor of this. There's a lot of money to be made. It could be very lucrative for. We just have to get out while we're ahead. Like, yeah, we have to get out before people catch on. We got to catch old women with dementia because they're going to think that they're back in the 50s and there still are door to door vacuum salesmen. Okay, you're taking it a little far now. So, uh... listen, I, I can get us started with vacuum cleaners. I work in residence life at a university. I can get through. That's, That's oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> just uh just for uh for a reference to anyone listening uh this is all in good fun uh we are not <laughs> just, actually planning to... <laughs> yeah yeah uh right for disclaimer for, yeah yeah for legal purposes this is a joke yeah yeah but yeah we'd love to hear uh in in the, in the comments uh which yeah, which one of us you would uh you would be arrested with and what you would be arrested for so uh, I think that kind of concludes our show this week, fellas. We had a. I feel like we had a lot. I feel like we were planning on a short show, and I feel like it's uh, probably a long show. So, um, I think we're at about like an hour fifteen, hour twenty. Yeah, well, I, think we're, I think we're pretty good. We'll, we'll find out. So, thanks again for being uh, faithful listeners. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Um, we enjoy doing this week in and week out. Uh, be. Be sure to tune in next week uh, for a 
a conclusion on our uh, playoff round one and preview for the Waffle Bowl, uh, which could very well uh, include myself and Keith. So uh, should be should be a fun week. Maybe. I don't know. I, I can't say that I'd be very excited. <laughs> It'll be fun for some. It probably won't be fun for all. It just won't be us. <laughs> so, all right, fellas. Well, uh, as always, make sure you keep your, your expectations low and your standards lower. We'll see you all next week.